Welcome to the Building a Story Brand Podcast. My name is Donald Miller. Listen, if you want to clarify your message so that more customers understand the role that you play in their lives, that is, if you want to make a deep connection with your customers so they remember your brand, I've got a great tool for you. I have three free videos that you can watch at 5minutemarketingmakeover.com. 5minutemarketingmakeover.com. I'm going to share with you a really great strategy for connecting with customers. Your website is probably a lot of wasted energy, but there are some changes that you can make. Go to 5minutemarketingmakeover.com, either spell it out or use the number 5minutemarketingmakeover.com, and those three videos are yours for free. Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose, noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. If you want help clarifying your message, visit us at storybrand.com. I'm Donald Miller, and I'm here with my co-host, JJ Peterson. Hello, Don. How are you today, JJ? I am fantastic. This is the end of season three. season finale. (laughs) We've done this three times. And spoiler alert, nobody dies. I, you know, I actually was just thinking we probably should have set that up. Set it up of like, you never know yeah. who's going to disappear this season. Yeah, in fact, I think we can. Let's take this microphone over by the stairs, and then you roll down the stairs. <laughs> uh, I, and I'll go, JJ, are you okay? And then we'll just go into music. I mean, we could do that, but I'm not sure that that's going to be the best. Yeah, we just need the sounds. We just need the sounds. Come on. It's been an awesome season. <laughs> Episode one, yeah. Christy Wright from yes. Business Boutique. Yep. She was fantastic. She talked about five ways entrepreneurial women can thrive and win big. Mm-hmm. So an episode for the ladies there. Rory Vaden, CEO over at Southeastern Consulting, talked about five revolutionary strategies that will maximize your time. Yes. And I, uh, that was sort of convicting. Yeah, that very. One. And then we flew out to Austin, Texas yeah. for episode three. We talked to Ryan Dye, CEO at Digital Marketer. Yep. We were fast friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's what this podcast is doing. It's just giving me new friends. Well, and what I loved about his is helping companies participate in their customers' transformation. Journey. Yeah, understanding that your customers are trying to become somebody, and yep. you can participate and in you helping help them, them. Do it. And he, we've known that for a while, but he had that one tool that he gave us yeah, that you yeah. get a little worksheet that you could sit and fill out that will just revolutionize the way you talk to your customers. So if you haven't gone and let back and listened to that, that's episode three. And then John Gordon, best-selling author of a countless books talk to us about how to have a sort of stress-free work-life balance and not to give yourself a heart attack working too hard lots of practical tips there so good and then nicole walters who was a joy (laughs) i love yeah i love her i love her accent of her dad's accent when she does her dad's accent accent. (laughs) yeah her dad was an immigrant just an incredible an incredible interview the great thing about that interview is if you don't like to sell or you're intimidated by selling she just gives you four little paradigm shifts that'll help you enjoy it then the motherly Miles, Miles Adcox, <laughs> my dear friend Miles, he's the CEO at Onsite Workshops, and he basically runs this huge therapeutic retreat center for extremely, uh, sometimes high profile, like A-list celebrity, yeah. high impact people. And he talked to us about a 10-year journey that he's been on with a group of really high impact executives and how they've learned to 
get past the mask and yeah. start being honest with each other and develop healthy habits. And he just gave us some some great tips on becoming healthy leaders so that our, our teams don't suffer and our spouses don't suffer. And that was a great episode. And today... And today, season and, finale. Yeah, wrapping it all up, Amy Porterfield. Yes. And I had known about Amy for a long time. We actually talked about this for years because she is the go-to leader when it comes to understanding how to do Facebook marketing. Yeah. And she walks us through... What I love about this Which interview, everybody wants to do now. Like yeah. that, that is the new way of getting to your Marketing audience. has changed. Yeah. It's changed dramatically. And you know, people come to us to our workshops and they clarify their message. You go out and do these private workshops where you work with a team, yep. you spend a day, they leave with a really solid message they can use to, yeah. for all that kind of stuff. What would you say is the number one thing, because Amy talks about this also, yeah. even though she talks a lot about Facebook marketing, she talks about this, but I know what you're going to say. What's the <laughs> number one thing a company needs to do to grow their, their revenue after they clarify their message? Get an email list. An email list. Build it. Yeah, you, we, we all want to do social media, and it's important. She'll get into that yeah. a little bit. Uh, but nowhere near as no. valuable is just, and no. there are ways to build an email list. I'll just tell you, nobody wants to sign up for your newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can easily come up with something that's much more easy to well, produce than a newsletter. And here's the thing, is that people give email a bad rap in the sense that like we've all gotten so much junk mail, yeah. you know, and our our inboxes now are more full than ever. They yeah. are. We know this. Swipe left. Yeah. And you can delete those really easily. And we all kind of, I think, are afraid now to use email to sell our product. Don't be. The reality is it works. It, it works, works better yeah. than Instagram. It works better than Twitter. It works better than those things combined. And if you're a small company, you can use MailChimp and it's yeah. all free. It's free. Uh, it costs you nothing. if you're a bigger nothing. company, there's other ways to do it. And uh, we get into that a little bit. But this interview with Amy Porterfield, in terms of just practical strategy yeah. to grow your business, you're going to need a notepad. You're going to want to take notes. You're yeah. going to want to listen to this over and over or listen to it and then send this episode over to your marketing team or your web designer, whoever could handle this for you yeah. and task that person with the, the objective to get email marketing started. Yeah. Uh, this is really about 12 months from now seeing a dramatic revenue increase yeah. because you started reaching Super out on practical. email. Super practical. And if... You miss some things because you're riding a bike or you're driving your car. Mm -hmm. You can also get a recap of this at buildingastorybrand.com. Our blog kind of recaptures all of this. It's right. really succinct. If you don't have time to write it down right now, you can go there, get this. There's so many good tips here. Yeah, buildingastorybrand.com, then look for the interview with Amy Porterfield, and we've written all these notes out for you. The whole season three was so fantastic yeah. that if you've not listened to any of those episodes, go back, download them on iTunes, and of course, from now on, just subscribe to the podcast because we're going to make this thing better and better. We're having too <laughs> yeah. much fun. Yeah. Well, listen, and we I want to make more friends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I want to help you grow your business, and I think the best way to do that is if we just start listening to this interview with Amy Porterfield. We caught up with her here in Nashville backstage at a speaking event. She was kind enough to give us some time. I'm telling you, this woman is the world's leading expert on Facebook, but she talks about a lot more than that. These are things that you can apply tomorrow to grow your business. Here's my interview with Amy Porterfield. Amy, We've been talking a little bit. It's been a long time. I feel like I should have known you for years because we have all these mutual friends, but what an honor to meet you. You too. I'm so happy to be here. And thanks for taking time to do the podcast. For sure. Today. I think everybody listening needs what you sell. And this isn't an infomercial, but they just need it <laughs> because StoryBrand is all about clarifying your message and you're all about what to do with that message, yes. where you take that message. And so we're going to get into that in a minute because you are probably one of the world's leading experts on Facebook, webinars, 
building email lists, all that kind of stuff. And we're honored to have you. Uh, but I want to get to your backstory first. You actually got started. Well, you probably got started before this. You worked with Tony Robbins. I did. For about six and a half years, I got to travel the world with him and work on the content that he does on stage at his events, like yeah. Unleash the Power Within, Date with Destiny, the big events, yeah. and also the content that he puts into his digital products. So it was a pretty amazing time. I would imagine that's a factory of, because he's like ADD <laughs> yes. on caffeine, on fireworks, Oh, right? there were many, many late <laughs> nights for sure. There were even some nights where I never went to bed and worked until the morning for the wow. next day. Because he's revising as he's going. Exactly. So when he's in the moment, you got to just stay there with him. And I have to say, it was one of the most stressful things I've ever done in my life, but I wouldn't change it for the world. The lessons learned well, were incredible. it feels like boot camp for what you're doing now in Completely. terms of having to create content, having to evolve with culture, having to change with technology. Yes. Having to always keep the message relevant. You probably learned a lot of that. All of it, yeah. Why do you hire you? How'd you get that job? You know, I had gone to an event and I had paid attention to what was going on. And I kind of positioned myself in terms of what I could offer after attending an event. So it was really great that I could play off actually being there and being in the audience. So, And I also do sometimes tease that some of it was luck as well. I feel like I was (laughs) in the right place at the right time. Did you go up to him and say, give me a job? I didn't. I actually rode an elevator up at the event with him and didn't say a word because I thought, you know what, let's just be cool, control yourself. And then later I followed up with the people that kind of work right below him. And that helped. Yeah. So six years doing that. And then you decided to start your own company. (laughs) And uh, you didn't like it. (laughs) I didn't like it. I started a business. out of the chute. Yes. Plop. Total, like I thought, oh no, I'm going back to corporate. This is not working. I started a business in social media marketing and I was doing other people's social media. Gotcha. And I often tease that instead of having one big boss, literally, Tony is a big guy. Mm -hmm. I had eight little mini bosses. They were basically my consulting clients, but bossing me around, telling me what to do. I had no boundaries. I thought freedom was going to happen when I became an entrepreneur. That was the biggest joke ever. But I realized I wasn't cut out to be a consultant. I wanted to create the content. I wanted to sell the content online, but I didn't want to be always in the trenches with a lot of clients. And so two years into it, I thought I've got to change the way I do things. That's when list building and webinars, that's when all of that came into play. And you were early on, you were an early adapter. Thank to God. All of that. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like you're somebody who likes to teach people to fish more than fish for them. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Okay. So here I am. I'm running this company. Uh, we're doing well. I'm maybe a sub $5 million company, dairy farmer, financial advisor, or whatever. And uh, I know I've got to activate my social media. I know I've got to do something about this. Help me just know, how do I get started? One of the great things, especially when you have a really successful company, is one of the great things you can do is look at why you want to be on social. And yes, you want to connect. Yes, you want to have relationships. But one of the things that a lot of business people can relate to is social media helps you grow your email list. Hmm. And I have the saying that I say all the time that the strength of your business is directly tied to the quality of your email list. A lot of our listeners don't have an email or they've got 23 people who signed up for their newsletter, right? And they probably haven't talked to them for three or four months. And by the way, nobody wants to sign up for your newsletter. You got (laughs) to offer something better than that, right? (laughs) So the first thing is just go to bed tonight thinking I've got to grow my email list. That's the start. It is. It definitely is. And start to think about how can I do that? And how you do that is you figure out you've got to have one really good giveaway that's Hmm. incredibly valuable. Don't hold back. Give them what they need. And here's how I decide on a giveaway. Because if you're starting from scratch with your email list, you want a PDF, a guide, a cheat sheet, a video, whatever it might be. But you want to ask the question, 
What does my audience need to know, understand, or believe before they ever want to do business with me? Wow. So, no, that's a great question. Yeah. What do they need to know, understand, or believe before they ever even want to do business with me? Yes, because you got to start where they are, and they're not ready to buy usually. Right. So backing up a little bit, and it's usually um, educating, informing, a little bit of entertaining maybe. So they need to know that uh, you know the roof that they have on their house might be... Exactly. Might be old. In, yes. And, and so how can we educate them about that? Exactly. So what does it mean to them that their roof is old? What what could happen? What are the consequences? Whatever that might be. You become their next logical solution in, in the sense that what they want to buy, but you don't just start there, especially on social media. Right. So they need to know that the roof is uh, old. They need to believe that a metal roof is going to be more practical yes. than a new shingle roof or whatever. Oh, that's really good. So just practically a lead generating PDF or a webinar or a video, where can most people get started? Let's Great say you're question. not super tech savvy. Okay, let's say you're just starting out. Yeah. I say you put together an easy guide or a PDF kind of checklist or cheat sheet. Give something of value that they think, wait a second, this company knows what they're talking about. They're, yeah. they're really offering some value. I think just starting out with a guide or a PDF kind of cheat sheet makes it way easier. A webinar might be like phase two, a little bit more advanced. But when you have something of great value, here's where social media fits in. You get to talk about it on Facebook Live, on Instagram or Twitter, wherever you're at. And a lot of people listening are thinking, I don't want to be in all those places. Like I am running a business. I've got a lot to do. Sure, you can hire it out. But I say, don't try to be everywhere all the time. Right. Like, let's just choose one. Usually Facebook is a very safe bet. Choose one. Get really good at finding your audience and growing your email list from Facebook. Then think about some of the other channels. What do I do? Let's say I, I've tried this for six months. I'm really excited. I've got 800 emails. I'm a dairy farmer <laughs> with a dairy store. I'm thinking about one of our clients, Alan yeah. Reed. Now what do I do with those 800 people okay. who... I want to come into my shop and buy milk. Yeah, so we've got to turn those leads into customers. The first thing I'll tell you is consistency is king in everything related to email marketing, meaning- You got to email them over and over and over? Oh, yeah, you have to. I, okay, we're going to get pushback. And I already okay. know the answer to this. And I'm a big believer in okay. you can't think this way. I don't want to email them all the time. They don't want to be sold. They're going to hate me. They're going to unsubscribe. They're not going to like exactly. me. Okay, yes. So get over it, right? You got to get over it. And I totally understand it. Like when I'm in a promo, I'm pretty aggressive with my email and it, it makes me feel a little bit nervous for sure. What I know is there is direct correlation between the amount of times you email and the money you see generated from those emails. Well, There's yeah. no doubt about it. Now, I'm not saying that they need to email a few times a week. I'd like to say once a week, you're sending out an email with value. But even if that might seem like a lot, it's got to be at least every other week. And that's like an exception. I'm Give making. me an example of value. When you say an email with value, what does okay, that mean? Okay. So right now, where you're really going to find people paying attention is video. So let's say you had a five-minute video, the, the dairy farmer. Maybe um, I'm going to totally make this up because I don't know that no, industry. Please, yeah. Okay. But let's say the dairy farmer wanted to talk about the five reasons why their product is superior to most. Right, you know, there's right. a lot of junk in some milk. So it's a, a quick video. Let me give you the five reasons. Boom, 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 boom. People are in a hurry. They don't want to watch long videos. You don't want to make a long video. But if that video is in the email, that's all you need. But I will say that original content wins. And so if you can find ways to create really quick, original content and send it out on a weekly basis, you are going to stand out from the competition. And you can even preload this stuff, right? So oh, if, yeah. if our dairy farmer wants to preload 52 recipes that yes. you can make with milk, 
Yes. Uh, how to make your own butter with milk. A fun video making butter with your kids with milk. One hundred percent. But but that's not really selling anything. Does he also okay. need to close? What is yes. the relationship between offering free content and getting you to come in and buy a gallon of milk? So it it depends on your industry. So buying a gallon of milk, you get to sell more often than let's say I get to with a thousand dollar program I'm selling. So I have to do probably eighty percent of free valuable content, no selling. Twenty percent of selling. I think with a product that's not really expensive and something that people buy over and over again, you can always end with, hey, I've got a coupon code or, hey, here's where to buy it. Your call to action at the end of those videos or recipes can always lead back to, here's where you buy it or come into our store. And or especially give a when reason. you're asking for $5 or $4 exactly. for a gallon of milk, nobody feels like you're beating them over the head. Exactly. <laughs> you only care about money. No, the milk's going to expire. You got to come get <laughs> right. it. Right. So you actually have a huge advantage if it's something people are buying regularly, you get to sell more often. What have been some of the more effective email campaigns that you've seen that have worked? I'm just curious about what you've seen out there. Well, one of the things is that nobody wants to sign up for a newsletter. Mm -hmm. And so if you said like, <laughs> sign up for our newsletter, there's Crickets. nothing fun about that. So one thing I've seen is that if you have people sign up for that freebie, that video, webinar, whatever it might be, just to start the conversation. What most people don't realize is once someone signs up for your freebie, your goal is then to continue to email them, let's say once a week or once every other week. Also, those really um, heavy HTML designed emails mm -hmm. typically don't get as many opens as just the really easy, just text emails, not a lot of bells and whistles, maybe a video link in there or a picture in of the words, video. Everybody listening can just do this. You, yes. you don't have to have a designer. You do, to do not. It. My emails are so simple, and I'm not a tech kind of girl. So if I can do this, anybody can do it. Well, that's awesome. Okay, let's go next level. Now that we've got our email list, now that we're nurturing people, now that we're getting in touch with them every week and we're, and we're closing some deals, we can get more people on our email list, apart from just the lead generating PDF, if we do webinars. Yes. Right? Now this, I know 90% of the people listening are going, I don't know how to do a webinar. You know, do what kind yes. of camera do I use? Okay, let's well, talk about let's, it. Yeah, let's get okay, in Okay, because this is my favorite topic. The first thing is if you're thinking, ah, I can't do webinars or no one's doing webinars in my industry, do a webinar because you are going to stand out for sure. The coolest thing with internet marketing and industries that might not be internet savvy is that you can really come out above the competition faster than let's say I can hmm. where all my competitors are right, in internet marketing. Right, yeah. So that dairy farmer or that financial planner, you're in a great spot. So let's talk about the financial planner because I've okay. got a lot of financial planners sure. um, in my audience too. Doing a webinar means that you're going to put together some content that is the what and the why. What's the big opportunity and why does it matter to them? There you go. In the webinar, you're selling your services, which is the how. So a financial planner might say, let me do a webinar on 10 reasons why you do not want to hire a financial planner. Maybe kind of have fun with yeah, that. Yeah. And you talk about all the fears that you know that they're already facing, but you're diving into them. You're giving examples. You're not talking about you and your services just yet. So maybe for a good 20 to 30 minutes, you're giving great, valuable content, not holding a thing back. Then you can easily ease into, look, if you like this and you're thinking, I really want a financial advisor. Now I know the pitfalls and, and the myths of it. That's what I do. And let me explain a little bit about what I do. And I've got some packages for you. I do not like to sell, but on a webinar, when I give 30 minutes of free content, I feel like I've earned the opportunity mm -hmm. to ease right into the selling. And it never, and I really mean this, it sounds cliche, I never feel like I'm selling because I'm just giving them the next logical yeah, step. Yeah, here's the next step. And here's yeah. how I can help guide you through this thing that you already want. Exactly. So technically, 
Like, can I do this with my webcam on my laptop? I mean, we, Here's the obviously greatest. Obviously, I know the answer to this because we hire all pe- kinds of people to do but it. But I don't even show my face on webinars. So really? I you just, just use, use slides. Yes. Wow. And I just, I'm so low tech that I just use slides in my voice. You could use something free like YouTube Live, totally mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. I use GoToWebinar, a little bit more pricey. But I literally just show my slides and my voice and put together a really good slide deck and I'm off to the races. That is awesome. Okay. Webinars, that's the next level if you want to get into that. And this stuff you you start slow and you very slow what really happens is you start slow and then you just go this is kind of fun and then the fun sort of gets you going and then yes. you see the scoreboard you realize wow we're selling a lot more milk then it's you kind of yeah so so i would suggest if you're just starting out like i said earlier don't go for a webinar try a few facebook lives like every mm-hmm. single week show up on facebook doing a live video and just start getting comfortable with creating content with your audience they'll tell you what they like and what they don't like so by the time you move into phase two of a webinar you know you want to talk about. And half of this is just reminding people that you exist. Yes. Staying top of mind. I was president of a publishing company in my mid-20s. I don't know how that happened, but I was. <laughs> and this company started growing, and the owner, the absentee owner, came in and said, how are you doing this? This is back with physical mail. I mean, email existed, but nobody was using yes. it to market. So I'd send physical mail to all these clients. Really, the 20% of the clients who were actually buying from us, they would get a letter from me every week. And I said, I think it's just this letter. And the owner said, you're kidding me. Like, this letter doesn't say anything. It talks about you going camping. It's like, you, like you've run out of things to say. Yeah, I love this. And I said, Greg, they're not opening the letter. They're literally taking it out of the mailbox and putting it in their trash can. But they're seeing our logo every, every single, single week. week. Yes. And that is what's causing the uptick in sales. So even though people might not be opening your email, or if they're not unsubscribing, that means they're, they're saying to you, I might be interested in this someday. I'm going to keep you around. A lot of this is just being in the party, being in the room when people are talking. Yep. Okay, Facebook ads. Now we're going to Ooh, next level. These yes. are powerful, powerful tools they that are. Facebook is offering us. We've had enormous success with Facebook oh, I'd love ads. To hear we that. were late to the table. You, you've That's been here a long thing. time. You can be late and still have amazing success. Yeah, 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 we're doing really great with them. Explain to me the world of Facebook ads. Okay, so the reason why Facebook ads are so powerful is the advanced targeting that Facebook offers. So you can target zip codes. You can target if it's if it's a mom with three kids. You can target what school they went to, where they work, their job title. I mean, it's pretty amazing what you can target layer by layer. And because of that, you know that you are getting in front of the right people. So you never have to worry that you're bugging people with a message they don't want to hear. Right. So the more you know your audience, the better you are with Facebook ads. And mm-hmm. your Facebook ads, in, in the case of, let's say, the dairy farmer, can go directly to a special ad you're running, a special discount, or just some information information you want to send them to. Or regionally, people who live in that area. and Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I love the location-based Facebook ads because they can be so specific. Right. I love when I see an ad that mentions my town I live in because hmm. then I know exactly it's for me. And so mm-hmm. I have that connection. Also, what's working really well with Facebook ads right now Well, hold on, I'm going to tease you with that one. Going back to targeting, you can target all the visitors of your website. You can target all the visitors of your Facebook page. They're your fans. So you just target them specifically. That's a lot cheaper than targeting a cold audience. So to save money with Facebook ads, target your own Facebook fans. Mm, But we talk about retargeting with Facebook ads, and that means they went to your website. Now you hit them with a Facebook ad because you know they're genuinely interested in what you're about. So there's ways to warm up your audience with your ads that, and that's the reason why they're working so well for so many people. We get people responding and buying products from us when they got an email on the same day they saw a Facebook ad. We're actually hitting them in multiple channels. 
And I think you have to do that now. You do because it's not because they're trying to ignore you. They're getting 3,000 commercial messages every day. Well, more than that. You and I both know that. Uh, It used to be 3,000. I think it's probably 5,000 now. And you just have to stand out. You, you just, do. Yeah. And so you're giving us the modern digital tools, the way that, that you can stand out and people can remember you. A hundred percent. I think one way to stand out even more than just a Facebook ad is a video Facebook ad. Right. Now, I never say that lightly because I don't love doing video, but I have to do video if I want to connect at the level I want to connect with my audience. So let me give you a quick little example. I recently did a video ad for a product I was promoting. I stood in front of the camera. I looked so professional. I had a camera guy come over and I hated it. I just thought that doesn't even look or sound like me. So my husband and I went on a date night that night. His name's Hobie. And I said, Hobie, just bear with me here. He's a firefighter, does not do anything online and hates when I do all the social media. (laughs) But I said, bear with me here. I have an idea. And I held the camera up and I said, hey, guys, we're on date night. We're going to go to the movies. But before that, I want to tell you about something really quick. The lighting wasn't great. The angle was just me and my iPhone. And I showed a picture of my husband. So it was kind of interactive. That ad did better than any professional ad. And I know I'm not alone. Exactly. that we can pull out. Uh, I have an ads rep and he said, that's what people want. Just be real. Stop trying to be so professional. And I'm a come from corporate. So I want everything to look polished. But these days, people don't even want it to look polished. Well, that's awesome. Amy, this has been so helpful. So helpful. Let me just go back through the things that we need to do. First, everybody listening has got to build an email list. Emails are gold. I've got hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers, thousands and thousands of Instagram followers. They mean nothing compared to the emails that I've got in terms of building my business. And the truth is anybody can build an email list. You build your email list with a lead generating PDF. Just answer some questions, some pain points. Next level, start doing webinars. Start with Facebook Live if you want to get used to it. Explore, move into more webinars. And then if you really want to take next level, go Facebook ads. And I love your closing idea there, Amy, that we don't have to pay a a video crew a lot of money to do these things. People like it. Down and dirty, real, your real life. Listen, I know Amy's been super helpful to you. If you want to know more about what she offers, go to amyporterfield.com. She has lots of tools to help you get your message out. If we're here to help you, clarify your message. She's here to help you broadcast it. So Amy, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. And now the segment of the podcast called How'd They Do It? And JJ, this week you actually called Sam Unruh of Unruh Furniture in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, I watched their video, Uh, their promotional video. It's killing me. Yeah, we're going there. Yeah, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. Sam started with just a few employees out of his garage, and now he bought this old, beautiful church. I mean, gorgeous. And he hand makes furniture in this church and then delivers it. This is a high-end, old-school, craftsmanship-style business that, you know, it's so, so fun to help these guys. Yeah. And their video, I'm watching it. It's so fun when somebody comes through a workshop, they clarify their message, and you watch them execute it because you know this is going to work. I, I promise. will be a customer. <laughs> I, I told him. I already yeah. said, like, I talked to him after the interview. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so now we're done with the interview. Let's talk for How much is a coffee yeah, like, table going to yeah. cost me? And they're not cheap, <laughs> but they are fantastic. Yeah. Like, I'm ordering two things from him. And what's great about that is, you know, when you think about having a piece of furniture made, you know, the resistance to the customer is probably, well, I can't 
go look at it and bring it home. There's, there's a lot of reasons to say no, but because they lift the fog yep. in their marketing material and they introduce you to a whole other experience of what it means to buy furniture and value furniture and love it and also yep. explain how the process works. You choose the wood, step one. Step two, they make the furniture. Step three, they're yep. delivering it to your home. And then there is literally, if you ever damage this furniture, no matter whose fault it is, they will fix it for free for yes. the life of the piece of <laughs> yeah. furniture. These yeah. guys are serious yeah. about... No, I, I wasn't kidding. We're going there. I want to see the church. We're ordering furniture and eating barbecue in Kansas City. Like, well, it's just... It's happening. If you want to see their material, and this is the kind of material that they created after going through StoryBrand, it's Unruh, U-N-R-U-H, furniture.com, U-N-R-U-H, furniture.com. I love showing these guys off because they did it well. And after they clarified, there was, they were spending, what, 20 grand a month, a month on mm-hmm. Facebook ads. And it was working. Yeah, it was working, and they used our messaging strategy to clarify that message, and did a fantastic job. And they got so much business, they had to stop spending that. Yeah, kind they of had money, too right? many appointments that they actually had to drop the number of ads that they were using on Facebook because they were working so well. They actually saved eight thousand dollars a month. Eight thousand dollars a month <laughs> on marketing, and, and the reason is with that, but that's eight thousand dollars that probably a lot of our building a story brand podcast listeners right now. Where are you spending eight grand a month that you shouldn't be because your message is cluttered? Yeah, yeah, and they give some really practical tips about video in particular. I know I so a lot it. of our listeners want to use videos on their site. They want to make videos to promote their business. And Sam just gives really practical how they use video and some little tips that anybody can use. And not only are they saving $8,000 a month, listen to this interview and you'll hear how much more they're making, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. We yeah. love those stories. But uh, anyway, JJ, this is just one of those great stories, not just because they, they clarify their message, but because what they're doing is really cool. Yeah. And we both, yeah, we, yeah. we all want like their coffee table, right? Yeah. I want them to make me a new desk. Uh, anyway, JJ, here is your interview with Sam Unruh of Unruh Furniture, Kansas City, Missouri. Hello. Hey, Sam, it's JJ. Hi, JJ. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Sam, I am so excited to talk to you today. I'm just going to dive into it because I want other people to hear. I already know what you do. I know where you do it, and we're going to get into that in a second. But tell me a little bit about your business and what you do. Sure. So we make custom furniture for people, mostly in Kansas City right now, and we are beginning to expand out to the rest of the U.S. Which I'm very excited about. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a, uh, a company that I started in my garage four years ago uh, when my wife was pregnant with our first. I started making tables for folks and selling them out of my garage, and they kept growing it. And today I have 24 employees, and I recently bought an abandoned church built in 1904, 20 inch thick stone walls was in just dire need of repair. And I bought it about a year ago. We spent almost a full year fixing it up and restoring it. And we just got moved in. And so we now make all of our custom furniture in this really remarkably beautiful church. And we have a showroom in this church too. And so we we have customers out. We we show them our finished furniture in this balcony that overlooks the sanctuary and the the craftsmen working down below. And it's we're giving people an experience, and that's really what we're selling people on. I mean, we, we try to make great furniture, but we also want to give people a great showroom experience and a great buying experience. Yeah. So that's a lot of what we are marketing out to people, and that's that's been a place that StoryBrand has been a huge help to us. Oh, that is so cool. If you go to their website, unruhfurniture.com, you can see this amazing building, and as people are walking through the showroom, there is light coming through the stained glass window mm-hmm. while you are picking out your table, what you want, what your end tables, your coffee tables, yeah. your dining room table. You're sitting there. 
underneath these spires. And I don't know, I kind of get a little excited. I'm actually looking to buy a church in upstate New York as well. (laughs) So like when I saw that you are in a church, uh, I was so excited about it. Well, thanks. Very cool. So I love you've expanded, you've grown, you've got this amazing experience. So, okay, you've already grown to over the past four years to where now you went from yourself to all these employees. So why did you actually come to StoryBrand? Why did you want StoryBrand to come and be a part of your business? Well, I've had, for for as long as I've done this business, I've had a good relationship with the idea of storytelling and telling my story and telling our company's story. And that's been a huge part of our success and a lot of the reason that we grew. When I was in my garage, I told a really honest, candid story about how I'm Sam and I'm making tables in my garage and people like that story and they liked me <laughs> and we, and we, you know, kind of increasingly grew around that. And I, and I began to realize that people really like buying from somebody who has a story. They enjoy being a part of a story. They enjoy hearing my story. And so I told my story uh, as well and as effectively as I could and, and as often as I could. Yeah. And that helped me to get so far, but it didn't help me to get where I wanted to get. It, it just, you know, it, it was, it was effective. And, and I was, you know, obviously the whole time I'm telling the story as I'm the hero because it's me and my yeah, garage yeah. or yep. my company, but these employees. And, and I think what I realized looking back on it, now that I've gone to story brand is I think what I realized is by telling my story in that way, it, it was effective and it worked, but what it created was a lot more fans than customers. Yeah. So I had a whole yep. lot of people around my area who thought, wow, Unroof Furniture, that's a cool company. They're, they're great. I love them. I'm going to, I'm going to share them with my friends. I think they're really cool, which helped, which brought sales in, but we had more fans and not enough customers. And so by doing story brand, you know, the the big paradigm shift, which I'm sure you're tired of hearing people say it, people (laughs) say it all the time, is switching and taking a more selfless stance on story to put the customer as the hero. And as we've been doing that, we've seen, I mean, we still have a lot of fans because we still have a cool story. We still tell that story, but we more and more all the time are telling the customer's story and telling the story from the customer's point of view. And that's helped quicken the sales process. And it's helped turn a lot of our fans into actual customers because they can envision themselves doing what we're wanting them to do, which is come out and visit us and buy furniture. Yeah. Well, first off, I never get tired of hearing that. I'll just be honest because (laughs) I think it, and not because we are telling people about this, but because I really do believe that it changes people's business. When you actually move Mm -hmm. from making yourself the hero and make your customer the hero, you are able to impact more. And hobbies are about building fans, you know, like kind of saying, I'm really good Mm -hmm. at this and you're building this fan. If you want to actually make money, you need to build a business. And that means you need to get customers who will pay you money for your services and and to move that right. direction, I love it. That's I think that is so huge and that's so big for our listeners to really hear that, I think, because I am a big fan of yours. But what Thank I actually you. am planning on moving into that customer space, and mm-hmm. I love that you've kind of grasped that and run with it. That is really cool. So that, other than that, were there any other kind of big paradigm shifts that happened well, to that, you through this? Yeah, I mean, there's, there are several. That was the biggest one. And that, I mean, that was the thing that I told all my friends and family about. And they think I'm, you know, super lame for caring so much about marketing and storytelling. But I, <laughs> I mean, I've told this to so many people. Like, I'll, I'll be sitting with a stranger and I'll be like, hey, I love, hey, I love your videos. They're like, oh, well, have you heard about StoryBrand? Yeah, this is paradigm <laughs> shift I went through. But aside from that, uh, we also saw a lot of results by clarifying our message. Yeah. Now, we didn't change our whole website because we really liked our website. Our website was doing really well, but we, we completely revamped our homepage. And yeah. in that homepage, where, you know, that landing page where people are going to first interact with us, you know, we, we took all of the advice. I, before I, so my history of Surbrand is like, I was a big fan of the podcast. 
Then I did the five-minute marketing makeover, and then I signed up for the online class. And so doing the five-minute marketing makeover is where I, I really took the time to really redo our whole layout of our homepage, oh, clarify awesome. it, say exactly what we do, create a plan, yeah. make it simple, yep. put it on there. And that has been fantastic. So we get a ton of traffic to our website because we're paying for it. We're, we do a lot of online ads and a lot of online marketing to drive traffic. Yeah, to get people there. Simply clarifying the message, we have seen a huge uptick in conversions and, and quicker conversions. So we used to be converting people, you know, three months down the road. They'd see our furniture. It's really expensive. They have to think about it for a long time. And then eventually they buy. Now with a more clarified message, we see people engage with our website for the very first time. And within a matter of days or even sometimes on the very first visit, they will take the initiative to schedule a showroom visit, which is a huge, huge improvement, helps us dramatically. And it gives us a lot better ability to track our results because before our results were coming in so slowly because our message wasn't clear. Now that our message is clear, we get quicker results, they're more accurate. And we can see, you know, what did we do? that got us this result. Okay, let's do more of that, yeah. which has been really fantastic. So cool. I love it. And more people are getting amazing furniture. So you went through the five-minute marketing makeover and then ultimately took the online course. And how would you say you got more for your business out of the online course than just going through the marketing makeover? To be blatantly honest, I don't know if this is what you want to hear, but <laughs> half of the reason that I signed up for the online course was because I felt like I owed Don some money for all the help that he did. You know what I mean? I did all the free stuff yeah. and I was getting all these results and I kind of felt a little bit guilty. I'm like, man, I am Robin. <laughs> I am Robin Don <laughs> of what he's doing here. So that was part of it. But then, you know, the other part of it that, that convinced me to do it, I knew there was going to be a wealth of knowledge there. But a lot of it was just, I knew that if I made that commitment to go to the next level with it, I knew I would spend more time on it. Yep. And that was, that was huge for me personally, because, you know, when you put your money where your mouth is, you get, your time's going to follow along with it. Yep. So I, I was such a believer in it. I mean, as you know, running business, you're just busy. It's yes. hard to make time yeah. for changes. So I knew that by, by committing to that, I would force myself to make the time for it. And then obviously just tons of great resources and content throughout it. Um, but that was kind of what helped me make the decision to do it and to, to take the plunge. Yeah. I'm eventually going to have the guy that works for me that's kind of my number two guy. I'm going to have him go through the whole course too once he gets more freed up. Because I, I mean, I want, I want it to be a part of our culture. Yeah. Everybody who's doing sales, everybody who's sharing our message, everybody's interacting with customers. I want them, and they hear about it from me all the time, but I want them to see it for themselves <laughs> Yeah, really get engrossed in this concept. Get everybody on the same page. That's fantastic. Yeah. So you mentioned that the time to convert people into sales actually shortened, but what else have you seen growth in based on your implementation of StoryBrand? Mm-hmm. So the whole point of our website is to get people to book showroom appointments with us. We mm-hmm. spend a lot of money online getting them to our website. And once they get to our website, what we want them to do most is book a showroom appointment. They could buy furniture through our website and that happens every once in a while. But what we're really trying to get them to do is come in, meet us in person and us sell to them direct in person in our showroom because we think it's such a great experience. Yeah. So in addition to that whole process of the customer's first interaction with our website to the point that they book a showroom visit, so that got shorter. But in addition to that, it also went up dramatically. Mm. So what, what we were used to seeing was 90 to 100 showroom visits a month. And that was doing really well for us. That brought us the amount of revenue that we wanted to have. But we're in this kind of growth mindset. We're always trying to grow. And by doing these changes, combination of putting the customer first, clarifying our message, you know, those type of things, 
we also saw that number go up dramatically. So we're up to around 140, 150 showroom appointments a month. <laughs> and we're still, you know, we're still ramping up. We've actually turned down the dial. So we, we did all these store brand changes. We saw a big uptick, but because we're manufacturing stuff, we're not selling stuff from China. It's like, it's hard for us to keep up. Yeah. So what we actually did is we turned the dial down on our marketing. We were spending about 20000 a month uh-huh. on online ads, Facebook, YouTube, AdWords. And we turned that down to about 12000 a month to get caught up. Oh and then goodness. now that we have the you know the story brand in, so we're getting a higher return on our dollar marketing-wise. Yeah. And now we have the ability to turn that dial back up again and really go to the next level as we get the production on par with the marketing. So it's just lots of great problems to have. Oh, Sam, that is so cool. I love those problems. I love that you're having those problems. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. So great. One of the things I noticed about your site and some of the things I've been able to see from you is you guys do really good with video. Thank you. I know a lot of the people in our audience are looking to use video and promote their sales and promote their business. What are some tips that you could give, some just real practical tips you could give mm-hmm. people about video for their businesses? So I became so convinced. I, I hired, the first video I did was two years ago, so two years into my business, and my halfway point, and I spent maybe $500 on a video. And it did really well for us. We did it on mm-hmm. Facebook, and I was like, okay, this is it. This is what I need to do. This works. I get a, a lot better uh, click-through rate than I do on this versus an image ad. People on our website convert more. So I really put the focus into bringing it in-house, which not everybody can do. It feels kind of overwhelming and daunting, Mm -hmm. but it was the absolute best decision I've ever made for my business Mm. was to bring video in-house. So I hired a guy who, and we weren't big enough to have a full-time guy doing video, but I hired a guy who had the ability to do some video while he was doing other stuff sales-wise. And then as we keep growing, we do more and more video and right now, we, we crank out a new high-quality video every three or four weeks. We have probably $4,000 worth of video equipment now. Yeah. And it all just real slowly, you know, $300 piece of equipment at a time and give him an extra four or five hours a week at a time. And now we're in a place where we do a lot of video in-house and it's high-quality and it just has the absolute best return. Of all the money I spend in my business, That's the money I spend on video has, has the quickest return and the highest return. And you know, we talk about something like StoryBrand. So StoryBrand is a huge paradigm shift for us. Mm-hmm. We were talking about our story in one way. Now we want to talk about it in a different way. By, by having the video in-house gave us the freedom to immediately start redoing all of our videos, all of our marketing instantly yeah. when we got this we got a whole this new paradigm shift we didn't have to go in and find a video company and wait six weeks for them to make us something i mean i did the five minute marketing makeover in the very next week we dropped what we were doing and we started making a new video yeah we had a quick video out there and now we, we made, we've made 40 videos we'll probably make three or four more by the beginning of the year and it just couldn't be a better investment a huge proponent of it well and your videos are very clear you know, you have beautiful images, obviously, of your showroom. You have beautiful images of your furniture, but your videos are actually, they're not overly complicated. They're very clear. Mm-hmm. They get people interested. They show people how to follow through the process. They show what success looks like. They're very clear. And I think for people who are worried, you know, well, yes, you need somebody who can obviously film in high quality and edit in high quality, but it's not that you're creating these five-minute no. sh- short films. Yeah, and just the piece of practical advice, because we've made so many videos, we've probably made 20 videos in-house. Uh-huh. We've experimented with a lot of different times and a lot of different wording. And what we found is 25 
to 35 seconds is by far the most effective. Perfect. If you're a lot shorter than that, it's too short. If you're a lot longer, it's too long. We try to never have a video over a minute. And, and then if we do have longer videos, we give them to select audiences. Yeah. So we have one video that's about a minute 10, but that's, we're not running any ads on that video. That's a video for people that are on our website, they're engaged, they're getting ready to book, and they actually want to take a minute 10 to watch a video. But all of our ad videos are 25 to 35 seconds because that's all people want to spend yep. online when they're browsing Facebook. Yep. So honing in on those times has been really effective for us. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Sam, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I know you guys are, you know, looking at expansion. I won't give away some of the direction you're headed, but I know you guys are looking at growing even more. And right now, what I actually want to do is I do want to come to Kansas City and I want to see that building. I want to see that furniture. Oh, I'd love to have you out. And I want to go. Great barbecue. I was just going to say. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I was going to say, if I'm coming to Kansas City, we're going to barbecue as well. So that, to, we're going to make that happen. It. Oh, I love it. Well, Sam, thanks so much. And for everybody, go to unruhfurniture.com. U-N-R-U-H furniture.com. Check out what they're doing. Steal their ideas, not from the furniture, but from their marketing because they're doing a great job. Sam, thanks so much and uh, continued success for you guys. Thanks, JJ. It's great being on with you. All right. Thanks so much. JJ, fantastic stuff. (laughs) Inspirational. Informational. Yeah. And um, (laughs) destinational. We're going. We're going. (laughs) That was quick. (laughs) You know, Sam is funny because I I happen to know that his customer journey, he he was listening to the podcast, just like everybody is listening to this. He went to Uh 5MinuteMarketingMakeover.com, where I've got these three videos that you can watch for free. 5MinuteMarketingMakeover.com. He made the changes based on the three free videos yes, yeah. and saw such an uptick in sales. He felt yep. guilty and bought our course, which is I not, love when he talked about that. That's not the motivation it. that we're looking for, yeah. but uh, we'll take it. Well, and and it, he went to a whole other level. Yeah, went to a whole other level. Yeah, so, people think, oh, five in a market maker. What else is there? Oh, you have no clue. Yeah, you have yeah, no yeah. idea. Buckle up. <laughs> yeah, just fantastic stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm interested in going buying some furniture from this guy. Yeah. But listen, if you want to experience what Sam has experienced. That is save a bunch of money on advertising. He's saving $8,000 a month compared to what he used to spend on advertising. And he's got a 35% revenue increase. It's just fantastic. You get started at 5MinuteMarketingMakeover.com. It's 5-Minute Marketing Makeover. Either spell it out or use the number 5MinuteMarketingMakeover.com. That's where you begin. It's free. That's where you begin to clarify your message. Well, JJ, that's a wrap for season oh, three. so fun. It was a fantastic season. I loved it. If you missed any of the episodes, go back and download them on iTunes. And, of course, subscribe to the yes. podcast so you make sure you're completely up to date. Really valuable content. Because we have some mini episodes that are coming up after this we season. We have some mini so. episodes that are going to be very valuable and really fun. And you're by far, you're by far the best co-host I've ever Aww, had on a podcast. That's sweet. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I have. I love doing this. This is one of my favorite things yeah, to do. Yeah, I believe. You know, I was trying to have an intimate moment. I and know. You, and you I got uncomfortable. Absolutely deflected. I need to listen to Miles again so I can be more open. All right. We're going to work on our issues. You people work on yours. But until then, <laughs> music from this episode is from the album Black Bear by Andrew Bell, which you can listen to on Spotify or download on iTunes. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm Donald Miller, JJ's favorite co-host on a podcast (laughs) ever and likely his favorite human being, and I am signing off for season three. God bless.